everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Darrow's Daring Thoughts, um, Melanin Edition. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode. Um, this is um, an election day episode, and it is going to be quite interesting. Um, I have someone on the line who I've known for a um, long time, and um, we are both... We uh, our political thoughts are completely different, but we're able to come on to talk and to address things and and be probably more adult than the people who are in public offices are being. And I thank you for tuning in. And my guest, his name is Kyle. What's up, Kyle? Hey, Cordero. How, How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Fantastic. So good to I, be on. I appreciate it. I appreciate you because it has been very hard to find someone willing to come on the podcast. I think people don't feel like they have a safe space to, you know, say who they support and have their thoughts and all those different things. And I want you to know, friend, this is a safe space. You know, we probably maybe some may, may actually be a few things that we actually agree on and so i think that the, i think so i think that the, I, I hope so so let's um uh, i think this is a conversation that everyone needs to have with someone um instead of just you know seeing who they support and then they just delete them or you know all those things i think it's time to start having the conversations it's time out for being just angry and i want exactly. i forgot to say i wanted to say how long i know you but i actually don't remember because I don't remember. Did we go to junior high or just high school together? I remember you in high school in okay. our science class. So that had to have been probably 2003 or 2004. So it's been a good 15, 16 years. Yeah. Well, 2003 or 2004, we were juniors. So did you come to Bloom? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So known you since 2003, 2004. So it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and we were actually close at, um, at, at some point. Um, and then life just happened with yeah. everyone after high school just dispersed and went their ways. Um, but, yeah, thank, yeah. but thank God for social media for uh, still keeping us updated with each other's lives. So first, oh, um, yeah. Absolutely. so first I wanted to say, um, if you don't know this, the person who actually told me to reach out to you, um, because I've been trying to find someone to do an episode for about a year. And the first person, the person who actually told me to reach out to you was Michelle. She, um, really? yeah, she was the one that was like, um, she's the one that was like, um, I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. Reach out to Kyle. I said, really? I said, oh my goodness. Let me reach out to him. So yeah, it was Michelle who actually yeah. said that. Um, she's awesome. Yes, yeah, she is. She is great. Thanks, Mimi. I love Michelle. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. So you know my podcast. Um, my podcast. I, I talk about everything. Um, and recently, okay. I've decided to really dedicate my podcast to being vo- more vocal for people of color and in issues that I face in my community. And one thing that I do all the time, I do these episodes called Road to November. Uh, which is a series I do with a friend of mine that does a lot of political. We do we talk all politics, and we actually started this series last year, leading up to the election. And the fact that it is here and it's election day and all that stuff, 
And I'm like, whoa, I'm having anxiety over this. Um, and a lot of people are. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk to you because you are um, a Trump supporter, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, I just want people to know that I'm just not throwing you out there. <laughs> you you said it out no, of your mouth. No, this is a, this is is definitely voluntary, and I you know it, it's important to remember that we live in a place that supports each other's views, whether you know no matter how polarized they are. We if if we're not together, if we're not unified, what do we have? You know, it, it, it has to happen. We have to have conversations. Yes, we do. That we definitely do have to have conversations. So let's just get let's get into it. Um. So why? What made you started supporting Donald Trump in the when he decided to run in the twenty sixteen um election? Well, I'll did, tell you. Oh, first I'm sorry. Of oh, I'm, sorry. Did, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you <laughs> did, did you vote for Donald Trump in twenty sixteen? I did. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that you're not a newer supporter. You yeah. were okay. I just wanted to make that clear. Okay, no. so yeah, it's, it's true. Okay, so um, go ahead. And at the at the beginning, you know, I didn't. He wasn't the most presidential person. He wasn't the most attractive in his linguistics. He didn't seem like, hey, this is a good guy. But uh, anybody who does something for free kind of catches my eye. Like, okay, why are you doing this for free? Do you really have that much money? What's going on? Um, versus the people like Pelosi and Maxine Waters that have been in politics for decades who live in $6 million mansions that don't even live in their district uh, really is kind of the better choice, in my opinion. Um, on top of that, this country is a business-based economy. Um, and for the longest time, we've had politicians stealing and thieving from their own people, raising taxes and not doing anything about it. Uh, we've had corruption for ever since you could, you could date it all the way back to John F. Kennedy was the last president that you could say actually cared about the direction that America was going. Uh, so when I see an outsider that can, at this, at that point, I thought to myself, I don't really have anything to lose by bringing in an outsider. Let's see what he can do. You know, I actually, agree. I actually understand that. Um, I think after the after um the election, and he won. Like I personally didn't want him to win. Um, I hate I hate that he won and everything. He actually won on my birthday, and I was really pissed about that. And um, <laughs> I was really mad that that happened on my birthday. But I will say that it yeah. took me out. It, it it was one of those moments. Like okay. Let me step back and think, why did people vote for him? And, you know, it's it's very easy um, at that time to say people are racist. It's the, I think it's the easiest thing to come out of people um, to come out and say, oh, you voted for him just because you're racist, yada, yada. So I get in 2016, I understand how people felt that it um, that they were tired of just polit politicians, just tired of politicians doing everything. I personally felt that if Donald Trump could do could do anything in this country as president, money wise, we was gonna be straight. That's the one thing I originally thought. Okay, he is he at least gonna 
going to make America really a wealthy country. And so I understand at that part why um why why people gave him a, gave him that that chance in overlooking other things that he was doing. Sure. So um sure. and that's you know go ahead. I, that that's a good thing because um when you look at it just from that perspective of wealth everyone benefits. You know, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian. When a country is in a position to be the wealthiest nation on the planet, it's a it's a win for everybody. Um, well, and it's, then a, it's supposed realistically, to be a win for everybody. I mean, just, it's supposed to be. It's a win supposed for to be. It's supposed to be. Yes, yes, that I agree with. It's supposed to be, and it and it's not always going to. It's not going to be perfect, though. It's not going to be a hundred percent all the time either. And that's one of the things I think a lot of people have to come to grasp with is, okay. You know, let's say we have the wealthiest country in the nation. Why do we still have homelessness? Right. Why are people still suffering? Right. And unfortunately, one man can't fix all that. It has to be a joint effort. Absolutely. You have to have those, you know, like you take L.A., for example, has the highest homeless rate in the country. Why? Well, you have a you have a woman there and I'll name her again. Maxine Waters has been representing that district for over 20 years. And she doesn't even live in that district. So she doesn't even know the, the pain and suffering that goes on in that district. Not to mention that she lives in a $6 million mansion. That's, that's the problem that we have across this country are politicians making money uh, off, off, of, off of their own people. And it's sick. So and do you, do you that's think, why... Do you think the Republicans do that as well? Oh, of course. It's it's not a it's not a one sided issue. Okay, because you just keep saying it's, Maxine Waters, I mean, so I'm yeah. trying to see if you see, if you think it's on yeah. both sides. Of course, it's always on both sides, and and you know I'm a political science major. I've been studying this stuff for a long time, and you'll be hard pressed to find a politician that actually does good for their community. You know, and for some reason that power attracts the wrong kind of people. And and it attracts the wrong kind of people on both sides. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you look at you look at people like George Bush and his family. They all made money off the oil in 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 the Iraq wars. Absolutely. That's that that was their that was their game plan. They're, those are terrible people, and those are about the reddest Republicans we've had in the past twenty years. So you know it, it is it is a, a sick game on both sides. Yeah. And that's unfortunately that's what it is. It's a, it's a game to them. It is. And people need to wake up and see that, and we need good people in office. But the problem is, good people don't want to take part in in that game with these people. So that's why you don't see a lot of good people in politics. This is very true. Politics is a very dirty, dirty, very dirty game. Um, I will say, um, no, I'm, I'm gonna move on. Um, so. Was there anything about Donald Trump um, in 2016 that um, I understand that, you know, you know, he was a businessman. He was not about the political world and things like that. Do you think that he had to come in as um, come in with his platform as negative? as negatively as he had to uh, with fear. Do you think that he had to use fear um, and different scare tactics to get people to believe in him? Or could he have had a, a whole 
platform of the whole thing that he is based on. Like he's a business mogul. Could he have come in better with a business plan than trying to then then invoking this um make America great again, white man privilege type of um aspect? Well, I think there's a couple ways to look at that. Uh, one is if he did come in soft and with a, just a business uh, perspective, I think I think it would have done a couple of things. I think it would have bored people. It wouldn't have got him any attention. Um, and you have to remember, he's a business mogul from New York City. Those people don't come in soft. They come in hard pressed and they come in very aggressively. So, uh, yeah, I think that's just the type of person he is. I also think that people needed to wake up, um, and I think he used that tactic as sort of a, hey, all of you need to wake up and see what these politicians have been doing to you, and not just you, but people across the planet for the last 50 years. Um, but what does that, that have to do with just, Mexicans and, and rapists and murders? All right, so that I can tell you from the research I've done and the videos I've watched that that was taken out of context. Um, and I don't know why certain news outlets don't put that out there. So the whole issue with the, the wall and with Mexicans, and I'll tell you this, my grandfather was born in Mexico. So I do have that perspective of, you know, my family being Mexican, you know, my, my, my grandmother and grandfather didn't come here uh, with passports and naturalized papers. They came across the border because they were able to at the time. Um, but the people that come in are just as, are just as friendly and fine and hardworking as you and I both. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that there aren't enough laws put into place to keep those people out that cause crime. So you have someone that comes in the United States and commits a crime, all right? Now, you had an issue just recently in my town where a man was, a man and his brother were deported, or they're taken by ICE, about to be deported from uh, the restaurant down the street from my house, all right? This happened about two or three weeks ago. ICE came in and took both of them, and it was insane. I went there when they had the fundraiser, and they, the ICE, one of the ICE officers said to another ICE officer, hey, held up a picture and said, hey, this isn't the guy. But they took him anyway because six or seven years ago, he had a domestic violence case against him. It was a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, that man wasn't given a chance to, to make good for it, right? I mean, he was in litigation. They were about to fix it, but they took him anyway. Thankfully, they didn't get deported. However, you have other people who commit worse crimes uh, more frequently that aren't deported and they're allowed to stay here. That's where the problem is. Now, should people be getting deported when they haven't even, you know, been to Mexico or El Salvador or any of those, any of these other countries before? Absolutely not. They should be given a chance. But when you're raping and murdering, um, then I, that's just, and repeatedly, I might add, then you kind of really have nothing to gain for yourself. You're just, you're, you're, you're breaking the law, number one. Um, 
and you're doing it in a way that really doesn't give you any other chance. I think that I compl- people like let me let me let me just jump in. I, I completely I completely understand what you're saying. I personally think that the immigration laws um, definitely need to be better. I believe that there needs to be better policies and procedures in place at the border to stop people from just walking over committing crimes they need to go through the proper channels they need to be better proper channels for them to go through and then the um the things um the policies and procedures for seeking asylum need to be put in place better i do i totally believe in all of that but what i but but the way you just explained it to me makes it more understanding from a person who is a liberal i'm not a liberal but just saying for a person who is a liberal to say yes that makes way more sense than making it about a um a, a total um uh, race of people and putting everyone in the same box and making people be afraid of those people and right and that's, unfortunately that's, that's the there difference. are people that will fall for that yeah Exactly. So, exactly. I, you, yeah. So what I'm saying, and so what I'm saying to you from from and out uh, from in regards to Trump, if that if that um, let's say that um statement was taken out of context, there has been plenty sure. of times at his rallies where people have chanted certain things, and he will stand there and let them do it and not stop them. So silence means. Silence is just as worst is is worse than actually giving people the than actually saying it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you if 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 you, if I'm not going to stick up for these people or or say not do that, that's just as bad as doing is saying it. Especially from a person who's the leader of the country, or or at well, the time on the, on, the way to be, on the way to be the leader of the country at the time. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a, a couple of things I'd say to that. Number one is those people are slitting their own throats. They're, you know, I I don't agree with those people. You know, if I went to a Trump rally and I heard somebody chanting something obscene like, you know, white power, I'd, I'd be saying or probably even doing something about that because that's, as a white person who has Caucasian in his blood, I'm not just going to stand there and let another white person scream out white power because if, if I do, that makes me look just as bad, like you were saying. Silence is complicit. However, uh, when you're standing, and I've been, I've stood in a crowd before uh, in front of people, and this is no excuse. I'm just, you know, this is what happens when you're standing on a podium, you know, in front of a couple hundred, and in his case, thousands of people. You can't, you can't hear everything. You just can't. It's not possible. You can't hear, you know, one person screaming out white power. And then another couple hundred, two hundred people screaming, you know, four more years. Um, but at the same time, or when they start trying um, to lock them up, know if you've seen back video. to your country, you know, those things that he did here, he said nothing. Yeah, and that's you know, yeah, that then that is something that sh- that I would have liked to see him shut down. Um, you know, and in regards to lock them up, I mean, I would love to see. I would. It would benefit and make people feel much better. And I'm not just talking about some American people. I'm talking about the Serbians, the Haitians. I want to see retribution for what the Clintons have done to those people. And I would love to see her get locked in jail. It would make 
it would make my heart happy. You would love to see Hillary Clinton go back to jail? Absolutely, 100%. Okay. Okay, and do you think... And you the think... reason I say that, that... Go ahead. The reason I say that is because... And I'm going to send you these links, um, if you would like, after this interview, um, of the things that the Clintons have done to other people. Oh, uh, very, they are criminal. I'm, they're evil. I'm very familiar with with what they've done. I, I, she was not my first. She, I don't think she should have ran for president. Um, I, I, she was not a good choice at all for the Democrats. So I, I was not. Um, I was definitely not happy about what she did. Um, so I'm very, I'm very aware of what she's done. But I. What it's it's it seems like it's very easy for you and other people to talk about Hillary Clinton, but we never talk about Trump's and Trump and what Trump has done. Like everyone wants to go back to Hillary Clinton, who is who ain't been president, who ain't who hasn't ran for president for four years, but we have someone who is the president, but we always revert back to the Clintons. Clintons aren't in politics right now; they will forever be a face of the democratic um 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 the democratic um ticket because bill clinton was president that's history he's always going to be named because he was president she was the first female to almost become president so her name is always going to be in um in the conversations when it comes to politics but she's not president trump is and just as much as you right. think and, she and should go to jail me. There's a lot of shit his ass has done where he should be in jail too. Well, hey, let's talk about it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not diverting the subject at all. But the fact that she was, you know, Secretary of State for for a long time and she had her hands in a lot of dirty things, mm-hmm. you know, retribution does need to happen at some point, at some level. I think. Um, as far as Trump goes, hey, I'm all about talking about it. Well, there's let me, ret- let me, definitely, you know, retrib- throw something, throw something at me. There's definitely retribution. You know what really, what really um interested me interested me is I didn't know that your grandparents were immigrants. Um, yes. So I wasn't on um, both sides actually. My mother, my mother and father's, uh, my father's side came from uh, Poland before okay. the uh, uh, during the Prussian Wars. Uh, they were uh, they were displaced. Uh, there was a huge diaspora of uh, Polish immigrants. Actually, I never thought you were white. I never thought you. I didn't think you. I never thought you were white <laughs> in high school. Um, I, I, oh I, man, I I did I I did that DNA test, man. I'm I'm everything. I'm even. Um, I, I think the number was nineteen point eight percent Native American. Oh wow! So you got a lot of um, you got a lot of a, a lot of heritage up in you. So what? Are, oh, yeah. So what are your thoughts on how you know how? Donald Trump feels towards immigrants because I'm I could I'm just be honest with you I don't it, it it seems like the only immigrants he likes are the are the blonde ones that don't that don't speak English very well. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Daryl from Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Couple questions for you: Do you have a black-owned business? Do you want to be a sponsor? Well, you've come to the right place. I have a great podcast, Daryl's Daring Thoughts, that you can sponsor your business on. You can sponsor it for one, two, three episodes or maybe the entire season so if you want to sponsor your brand on my show contact me at daryl dares you at gmail.com that's daryl d-a-r-o dares you 
at gmail.com to learn how you can be heard in multiple countries alongside a celebrity guest through my sponsoring ad package. Can't wait to hear from you. All right. Uh, well, well, there's there's a lot to, to say there. Uh, well, when you're talking about the travel ban, one of the things we have to really realize is that when ISIS was at its top, they were threatening to send um, combatants in with the immigrants. And, you know, to put myself in Donald Trump's shoes or any president's shoes or any leader around the world's shoes, if I have a terrorist organization that's threatening the lives of my civilians, then I'm going to do whatever it takes to shut to shut down those, those countries from coming in my country. Uh, if that means banning Muslim countries, then you've got to do what you have to do to keep your people safe in the name of safety. Uh, and I think when you look at who owns the media, there's only six corporations that own the media. And when they make billions of dollars and control what you see and hear, it's not going to look good on the opposition. And that opposition being somebody like Donald Trump. You're not going to see anything good come of that because you're what you see in here is being controlled by a very few number of people. So I think when you say, you know, and when anybody says, what does he think about the, about immigration um, in a negative connotation, it, it's kind of, you need to really dig in and look at the circumstances behind those travel bans and what he says about a certain group of people, even though he might not say it right. Well, he, call, he called the it the Muslim he ban. It, he called it the Muslim ban. He didn't say travel ban. Right. He said Muslim ban. He did. Right. He did say Muslim ban. And, you know, when you hear that and you're, you know, a person of intellect, you're like, oh, man, you know, this isn't, this isn't going to look good for him. But at the same time, you know, when you're really when you're really trying to keep the populace from getting invaded by people who want to destroy you, uh, you know, and he's not a presidential president. He's not going to say it nice. Uh, being the business mogul that he is, he's not going to say it nice. However, when you oh, have a population on, that's counting on, on you, Kyle. well, here's the, here's the you thing. You when you have, when you, you have a population that. that's counting on you, well, here's the thing. When you have a population counting on you, you also can't say it like that. So there's, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from an outside perspective. I'm telling you what people are thinking and what other people are thinking. But there are, you know, Muslims, that, there are Muslims that were born in this country that, that, that depend on him to say it the right way. So then they aren't exactly, um, you know, um, targeted ex- are tar- aren't targeted. So you can't yeah. say he yeah, can't, exactly. I, so he has to. It's his job to say it right because he is the person who has influence, um, and people look out to him. So when he says those things, when right. he calls it the Chinese virus, when he doesn't condone and um, white supremacy, which is also the top terrorist group in this country that he won't talk about, but he wants to talk about a Muslim ban. There's things that have to be said the right way so people won't be targeted. No, I, like, I that's totally part of the agree. job. You know, and I, no, absolutely. You know, and I, the amount of times that I've been around the world and, and the number of 
you know, different cultures, uh, people of those cultures that I know, you put yourselves in their shoe, you know, like my, my, my Muslim friends, you know, when I put myself in their shoe, I wouldn't want, you know, someone calling a Muslim ban or a Chinese virus. But then you look back in history, why did they call it the Spanish flu? You know, what is it with naming these countries of origins flu in a negative connotation? I don't think it looks right, but at the same time, what is it that you can make this guy do? You know, obviously we could talk about it, but what is the worst issue? You know, yes, it's terrible. Yes, it's it's not the best thing to say. But at the end of the day, what's the worst issue? What are we what are we really talking about? You know, are we just picking are we just cherry picking little things that, you know, that somebody says, hey, doesn't sound right. You know, are we being too sensitive? You know, what is it? What is really the end game? In that, I think the problem that is that I think the problem with how he says it makes um i think the issue that people have with the way he says things and what he says is because he has a history of being a racist in this country like he's a documented racist um it's documented been documented since the 70s so when he says certain things it ties to that because he has a history of saying certain things, certain um, certain words or certain um, terms that get people riled up and going, especially because mm-hmm. right now, um, I mean, we've always, I mean, racism, um, let me make this clear, racism and all this stuff is not new, is not new just because Trump is in office. All this stuff has been going on for for decades. But what, what happens is, is yeah. that when you have someone who doesn't, um, who says certain things that gets people going like there are militia groups that are riled up around Trump and have been doing things and there he he invokes violence so when he says I have a certain question for you. these these uh these documented uh racist um but that I've never heard of the documented racism I've heard plenty of documented racism uh on on the uh, Biden side, but if you can point me in the direction of these uh, documented uh, racism against Trump, I'd love to see it. I really would oh, uh, absolutely. because you know absolutely. I I would never support a racist, and that's 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 one of the biggest things that I have against Biden is is his racism and his racist policies that he's put into place. So um, anything that you can show me on Trump, I'd love to see it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, he um Oh, come on, Cordero. You had it just right here in front of you. Um what um are you talking um as far as um Biden um goes, are you uh, referring to the crime act, the crime bill? Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's one of the many. Okay, I'm listening. Okay, so here you have the crime bill and I will uh I will point those resources, uh, those sources your way. Um, but one of the biggest things on that crime bill, and uh, to anybody listening, uh, you can look at this on govtrack.us, and you can type in any bill, and they'll give you a simplified uh, version. Uh, and you can also look at the congress.gov uh, slash, it's uh, 103rd Congress, House Bill 3355. Now, when it comes to this bill, um, this is what Black Lives Matter is vehemently against. When you have 
$9.7 billion in funding for prisons, privatized prisons, and $6.1 billion in funding for prevention programs. Uh, and, and that include 100,000 new police officers. Uh, this does nothing for recidivism. Uh, this does nothing for uh, the black community. And let me be unapologetically honest with you, Cordero. Uh, I live in the same place that you've lived before. Um, I know you live in Chicago now, but we grew up in the same city. You look at places like Fort Heights. You look at places like Detroit, L.A., uh, South Side of Chicago. What has Joe Biden done for these communities? And then you look at these blighted communities. These are all redlined communities. There is never any funding for these places. There is never anything, you know, remotely considered uh, developed in any of these communities. Uh, there are worse places in the world that have better developed communities than ours. And most of them, believe it or not, are black. So why would someone like Joe Biden and all of these other politicians, and I'm not just singling out Joe Biden, I'm talking about when Clinton was president supported this bill. I'm talking about other politicians that have been in the office like Pelosi that have supported this bill and supported the absolute demise of the black community. And that goes along with the welfare system. So when you say Trump is racist, Mm -hmm. I say, well, look at what he's done with the black community so far in only three and a half years. What has he done for the black community? Okay. All right. So I will also point you to Opportunity Zones. Uh, the new opportunity zones that he uh, signed in 2017. Um, hang on, let me pull it up for you. I have a lot of tabs that I pulled up for you, so give me just one second and I'll pull this up. I love it. So, uh, opportunity zones. They're focused on economically distressed communities defined by individual census tracts, nominated by America's governors, and certified by the U.S. Secretary of Treasury via his delegation of that authority to the IRS. Under certain conditions, new investments and opportunity zones may be eligible for preferential tax treatment. There are 8,764 opportunity zones in the United States, many of which have experienced a lack of investment for decades. The Opportunity Zones Initiative is not a top-down government program from Washington, but an incentive to spur private and public investment in America's underdeserved communities. Revitalization doesn't have a color or a party. It starts in the heart. These are people that are over the opportunity zone. These are people that are willing to give and want to give those blighted communities that are predominantly African-American that have been demolished by these corrupt politicians, including Joe Biden. They, these people want to give these communities a chance. They want to get rid of these redlining zones, you know, all these places where white flight is 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 through the roof you know when when a when a black community moves into park forest and you see white people move out that shouldn't happen we need a community where everyone is welcome black people included you know i have black people living in my neighborhood i don't bat an eye i i love everybody this is the start of you have nothing to lose by by gaining this opportunity zone also 
Well, from what, 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 one second, um, from, from what I from what I've known yeah. about Opportunity Zone, it, it has done nothing but benefit um benefited um, uh, large corporations in gaining uh, capital uh, for tax breaks. Okay, and so it's here's mostly, what and it's mostly that. on the so, west coast. It's, it's nothing here. There's nothing south. Mm-hmm. So what? What? I, I don't. I don't see like what that has okay, done so for the black community. Sure. Right. Well, here, here, here you go. All right. This is a brand new. This is very brand new. So it's not going to happen overnight. Number two, anybody can invest in the opportunity zone. You it's, can be a. You can be a corporation. Three years, you can be right? an individual. Well, it was signed. It was signed three years ago. But let me. Being a student of policy, policy, you, with the resources that you have to have uh, put into place, this, this is a, a policy takes years to implement. Oh, and absolutely. at the rate that Opportunity Zones is, is going, it's going faster than most. So and these aren't black communities, time. so I'm confused. Most of them are. Most of them are. No, they're not. And especially Fort they're Heights. Right. If, you, if you've been to Fort Heights, Chicago is that's that's what they're focused. Chicago they're, isn't even on, him, focused on this on. list. Well, like I said, policy takes time, and these are these are just up to date. These are only eight thousand seven hundred sixty four. Now they're going to grow because this does not have a cap. It doesn't have a cap because anyone can invest in it. You could be me; I could invest in it, which I probably will once I get my hands on some money because I would love to invest in it. Now, you mentioned the tax. Now, pause, pause right the there. Tax, the, pause right there. You said you would invest in it, but majority of the, okay. the, the most richest people in this country have ties to white supremacy. So why would they um, 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 why would they invest in black communities? Well, first, you would have to prove that they were white supremacists. I mean, anybody that says you're a white supremacist is that's 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 a very that's a very rough statement to say you have ties to white supremacy. Okay, if somebody so says that I'm have, a white supremacist, they're going to have to... Pre- I, have, I have proof that Donald Trump has those ties and has been sued. So you, if you want to look up the Nixon administration in 1973 when Donald Trump was sued, also the Central Park Five, um, they um, when he called um, the death penalty for those innocent black men, and that was in 1989, the black casino workers in 1991 who had to sue him for discrimination at the workforce, um, the Native American tribe who sued him in 1993, you know, the whole birthism thing from 2011 to 2016, um, the things that he said to the Black Lives Matter protest in 2016 when those white militia groups um, were out there and he said there were good people on both sides. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. So where, so where he, are those sources coming from, number one, that are saying that? What, what sources? These, these I mean, are, are, are you taking these? These are documented. These are documented um, cases against him. In 1993, he was sued. Well, here's the thing. Those documented cases? Sure. Those documented cases, though, I'm curious of where, what those documented, because I can document anything. I can say Donald Trump's a white supremacist and really have no proof. Where's that proof? So, so why couldn't he? What, why, what is it that you're looking at? Why couldn't he condemn white supremacy when he was asked at the debate? And he well, here's the thing. All right, and I'm not I'm not defending him one bit because he had a chance to do it right there. The problem is, is that nobody talks about the hundreds of other times that he's denounced white supremacy. And I have the video to show you. I can pull that up and send it to you as well. That you know, this was 
this was 10 days ago on on the town hall that he denounced white supremacy yeah, he, he, four times. That was 10 days ago. That was after the after when he was asked. So, of course, he's going to do it now. Well, he did it before the debate, too. So, I mean, either way you look at it, he's, he's denounced, denounced it. He white supremacy. You know, you can't. I'll show you the video. Do you want it? I'll put it on here. Hang on. No, don't put it on here. Just you can send it to me. Okay, I'll send it to you. Yeah, but he's denounced it willingly. Um, and the debate. I mean, I've never been in the presidential debate. I don't think anybody of us had any of us have been in the presidential debate. But I think when the guns are running against you, you know, you're going to flip. You're not going to be perfect. You know, but I've heard him denounce white supremacy plenty of times. Uh, which is good enough for me because obviously I'm not going to, you know, vote for a, a self-proclaimed white supremacist. Okay. Um, so clearly you don't believe that Donald Trump is racist. Um, and um, it's it's hard. It's hard to prove. It's really it's hard to not prove hard that to he's prove. racist. It's not hard. I just. Well, I mean, it's not hard. All you, all you got to do is look at the. Have you read the First Step Act? The First Step Act. I actually have. Yes. Yeah. And just like you okay. said, just like I mean, you, just just like you just said that, uh, you know, anybody can go and put a lawsuit on someone and say that they, you know, they're racist. Okay, okay, anyone can put, um, put these plans out there to make it seem like they're not racist, and when they have not developed and done anything, accuse other lawmakers for not putting them in action too. So that it goes both ways. You know, you can list off all these things okay, that Donald sure. Trump has put into the black communities or different things. You can, you can say all that, but they haven't done anything in the black community. So that, that doesn't, that doesn't actually. You're not going to see it overnight. Well, it's been, you're not going to see it overnight. It's been over three, it's been over three years. It's been over three years and he hasn't, he hasn't done anything for the black community. And you live in Chicago, I assume. So Mm -hmm. have you seen other black communities? Have you seen other black communities not benefit? Because not every single community is going to benefit overnight. This is a huge place. You got over 350 million people living in the United States. And while a small percent of them are black and a small percent are are of other cultures, you know, it's going to take a lot longer than three years to make everybody in all of those communities and all those blighted communities benefit from one or two policies. Absolutely. Uh, It's not going to happen overnight, but it's definitely not going to happen when you really don't care for it to happen either. Well, you still need the resources and you need people to work with you. One guy can't do it if the governor of California doesn't want to do it. And if he's not accepting those federal funds or if he's misappropriating those federal funds like a lot of politicians do, you're not going to get the outcome, that the desirable outcome that you want. It's the same thing in Illinois. You got J.B. Prisker, who is a billionaire, and Donald Trump, who's a billionaire, having a pissing contest to see who's got the bigger dick. I hope I can say that on the air. But that's what you have. You have egos bouncing around, preventing people from gaining what is supposed to be happening. So, you know, so it's not going to be all on. Let's move on because we could talk about this part all all day long. I'm, there's nothing. Oh, of course. Er, anyone is going to ever convince me that Donald Trump cares about my black ass. So we can just go ahead and move on because there's never going to be no convincing of that. Well, it's it's not. I do if that makes any consolation. I care about this. Yeah, but you, you're not you're, you're not the person running the country. So you know, I I, I I'm 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 okay with that. Um, 
Okay. Um, let's 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 move on. Um, we've all so so. Um, where the hell do I want to go to? I want to go to. Okay, so let's go to your. Okay, so what are your? Okay, so I, you you explained to me years ago um, why you started um, supporting Donald Trump. You explained to me why you know you think he's um, still the better option. Do you um you explain to me your issues with Joe Biden? So I guess my issue is now that we are in the middle of a, of a pandemic. Do you hold President Trump accountable for anything that's going on with this pandemic? Well, it's hard for me to hold one person accountable when you have a large piece of the puzzle. Uh, and he's, you know, uh, obviously part of that puzzle. Uh, but you have the way our system is set up. You have money coming in from the federal government, but you also have uh, the way our republic is set up. You have certain parts of the country that are responsible for their parts, like Illinois is responsible for Illinois. Trump isn't responsible for every single state. I'm in the asking union as a person. I'm asking. So do you feel? Do you hold him responsible for not shutting down the country sooner and not taking the virus sooner when he knew about it before we did? Well, as far as my research takes me, he shut down the country at the perfect time because had he waited any longer, we might have been worse off. Well, we would have been worse off if he didn't shut it down now. But he, uh, he, so knew, he knew in February, question, he knew in January and February, and he didn't shut us down. We didn't go on shutdown until Mar- end of March. We went into shutdown in early February, very, very early to late February, we went into shutdown. No, we went into shutdown at the end of March. Well, either way, so okay, even if he, even if that is the case, he shut it down a lot earlier than, than even Fauci said that he shut it down at the perfect time. So that if he would have waited, Dr. Fauci we would have been worse that. off. Dr. Fauci definitely said that he should have shut down that. earlier. He doesn't. He doesn't encourage people. Well, to there are. Well, I'll tell you that it doesn't work. Number one, because those doctors and those scientists that work with viruses and sick people don't just wear masks because that's not a that's not an end all be all to that to that kind of virus that virus is they never said that it's they never, invisible they, number they, one so they never get... said that the mask is is the mask is going to perfectly protect you from coronavirus they've never said that they said that the mask is going so to why do help. they the mask helps that well, you, it, 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 the mask gives you an opportunity a chance sure. in surviving the, the virus sure, if, every, if, if everybody worked right then i might agree but you see everybody going into places i was in the gas station last night nobody's wearing a mask you know, uh, people wear it under their nose. Absolutely. Uh, people Absolutely. take it off every chance they get. They don't. So, so it doesn't work because nobody follows it. And I, and that's just, that's just part of the problem. The other problem is people who work around such transmittable viruses like this are wearing way more than a mask. So to say that it helps, I kind of would disagree with that because you can't expect 350 million people to, to say, okay, yes, it works. Let's wear the mask all the time everywhere we go. You have people yes. going into restaurants. Yes, that's what that's exactly that's it. exactly so, what we so, expect people to do is to wear the wear the damn mask. 
but they don't. No, that's they the, don't. That's the, that's the number one problem. They don't. Look, and it's hard, and, you know, and especially do, when your president, especially when the president doesn't. Well, you know, I, I, what are you going to do? You know, they, yeah, it doesn't look right, especially when the doctors say to wear the mask at the beginning of the pandemic and then the president doesn't wear it. Now, until recently, you have Dr. Fauci and the leader and the head of WHO saying not to wear masks because it really doesn't help as much as, as we thought it did. And number two, uh, lockdowns do more damage than good. So, you know, was he right? Was he wrong? It, it looks to me, it looks to me like wearing masks and lockdowns are the wrong thing to do. Because so, so we should just be now, out. So we should just be out amongst everybody, amongst each other. Well, with a ninety-nine point nine survival rate, according to the WHO and the CDC, the flu is much more deadly. The flu kills more people a year than than any coronavirus has, including this one. Obesity has has killed more people. I mean, I don't know what you could do about obesity, but it's definitely more deadly than the coronavirus. Uh, there's lots of things that we do. Alcohol is a bigger killer. Even in this pandemic, we've seen uh, we've seen alcoholism, depression, and suicide go through the roof. And absolutely, to me, when people are killing themselves, it's 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 not a pretty picture. And I think uh, the people need to look at the numbers and the facts and see that this this pandemic is not a pandemic. When you look at the definition of a pandemic, this doesn't even come close. So you don't believe that, that we're in the middle of a pandemic? I mean, because I, 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 you know, I personally, you know, I've had a family member that died to die from coronavirus. So I, I, I truly believe that this is um, a pandemic. Um, he actually was a very healthy man. You know, um, he didn't have any. He wasn't obese. He wasn't an alcoholic. He didn't have all these underlying issues. You know, so he died from he died from the coronavirus. So yes, the flu definitely does kill people. But there's a vaccine for that. Coronavirus leaves long lasting effects. My sister had the coronavirus, and she still doesn't have her sense of all her senses back. And this was like months ago. So. There, I think the 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 difference is we know what the flu is and we know what we can do to fight it. There's nothing listed of what we can do to fight the coronavirus. So I think that there is a little there's it's it's, it's a different type of panic when you're up against something that you don't know what to do about. Then you're talking about the flu, which well, is, I totally agree. You know and. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm not a doctor and I'm not a virologist. I don't know what to do about it. Uh, but one of the things that I, I believe is that, you know, locking yourself in the house and living in fear. And by the way, my condolences to your friend and your sister. I hope I hope that she heals and, and she gets better. I think that you know, while it is a most mostly, uh, sorry, let me rephrase, while it has a high survival rate there are people that react differently mm-hmm. so um, i got i have know, a couple I, I, I only got a minute and a half left so there's two more things i want to okay. ask you to just to get your point of view and then i would like for you to come sure. back for us to continue this conversation um one more one one i would thing. love to come back do you who do you think is going to win the election uh trump's gonna win by a lot really okay and that's just that's just that's just watching you know that's just watching everything watching different polls here and there 
watching people lining the streets. It's it's not. It's gonna be. It seems like, like the people that are lining, but it's gonna be a lot different. It seems like the people that are lining in the streets are the ones voting for Democrats because they're going through voter suppression. But um, I'll keep. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see. We, we'll see. We will definitely see. We will definitely see. Um, um, my last question to you. Um, what what are your thoughts on um Amy Comey uh Amy Comey Barrett who's going on the Supreme Court? Well, uh, that could take a little while to answer, but I will say that uh, I think she will be a good fit because, like me, I am a constitutionalist. I think that that Constitution is was made to go along with the issues that we have today and be able to mold into the issues that we have today. Uh, so I think any decisions that she makes is going to be an intelligent, well-thought and researched decision. Or opinion, as they call it, as, um, as long as it in line with the Constitution, that. right? Like you just said, you know, because like the, yeah, the Constitution and rights, you know, gay rights is a constitutional right now. Um, um, a woman's right right to her choice is a constitutional right right now. So you know, those are constitutional Absolutely. rights. So you're for her as long as she's yeah. about the Constitution. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, Kyle. Yeah. Um. I had a lot more for you, but I think we're going to continue this conversation later. Um, I think I would okay. love to have you back because um, we can do like a after the election episode and after the election, since we will be finding out very soon who the next president of the United States is and vice president and Senate and all that stuff. We'll be finding out a lot of stuff after this election. So I definitely want you to come oh, back absolutely. on so we can talk in more depth on all those things. I definitely will have you on. I appreciate you coming on, being civil and expressing yourself in a way to where it was to me it was it was a very good conversation on uh, one of the best i've ever had with someone who was on the opposite on um, sides of the spectrum for, um, with me so i appreciate that i appreciate that as well and i look forward to speaking with you again okay so um you guys go out and we'll go vote and use your voice and go vote, go vote and we'll we'll talk to you guys later thanks kyle to follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. I'm Ms. Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode I have an email address for you to do all of those things the email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com so I'll spell that for you darrow d-a-r-o d-a-r-e s-u darrowdaresyou at gmail.com send me an email